We've got this. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. We've got this. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. We've got this. Find an away. Hey friends, welcome back to the Cervical Wellness Podcast. It's me, Danelle Randall. I'm back after a little bit of a hiatus. You know, I went on a sabbatical, like a Instagram, internet, social media, computer, <laughs> even email for the most part, sabbatical for about seven weeks plus. And I'm just slowly coming back into the digital sphere, you know, taking some space from digital land and, and creating digital content and, you know, being quite absorbed in the computer and the phone was extremely necessary. And if anybody is feeling like they are needing some space, or just like a mental reset to come back to analog life to see what that's like. I highly recommend it. I, um, yeah, just, you know, through the transition spring and, and early summer, I just really wanted to focus on, you know, the, my life around me, my garden, my family, my husband, um, my home, cooking, friendships, and yeah, the, the space was exquisitely important for me. And in that time, in that sabbatical time, I actually received news that I have had eight consecutive years of clear-normal pap smears. So I had a pap smear done and it came back clear. And what was interesting about this pap smear was that for the first, probably for the first time ever, I wasn't nervous. And in the past, you know, you know, I have cervical wellness, I teach about cervical wellness, I guide women to heal their cervix themselves. I, you know, talk and educate about pelvic well-being. I had clear pops for many, many years, but I was always still, you know, a little nervous. You never know. You never know what's going to happen or if it will come back. But this time I wasn't nervous and everything came back all normal. You know, no HPV, cervical dysplasia, not present at all, Um, like no indication whatsoever that I even had an issue. And actually I was seeing a new practitioner, a new OB, because I changed insurances and, um, you know, I have a new doctor now. And she looked at my records and she's like, oh, you had seven years of abnormal pap smears. Like, did you get any treatment done? And I said, no. And she's like, no, you didn't have the leap. I said, no, I healed it on my own. And she just had this look on her face like, oh, okay. Um, but when I got the letter, or yeah, I mean, I had the, I had a message come up on, you know, my 
um, digital communication platform through my insurance, you know, through the doctor that everything was all clear, everything was all good. But then they also sent me like a, a letter, a form, a form letter in the mail and I got it. And when I read the words and it said, yeah, you know, your pap smear came back all normal or whatever lingo they used, it just really struck me this time that for eight years now, my pap smears have been clear. And this is now officially longer than the amount of time that I had abnormal pap smears. I had abnormal pap smears for seven years. And I have now, I, I feel like with this eighth year, I have like unwound what had been wound with the, you know, it's like I have surpassed the amount of time that I had abnormal pap smears. I'm now like, now it's like officially, <laughs> I don't know, it's like officially like a time reversal of of health within my pelvis. And when I was sitting with this, I was just thinking, I was started to reflect on these last eight years and reflect on my cervical healing journey, even like beyond having, getting a clear pap smear result eight years ago. And so I wanted to make a podcast uh, regarding these reflections, regarding all the the thoughts and the feelings in realizing that not only have I maintained cervical well-being, but it's now been for a longer time duration than, than I had abnormal pap smears. And let me tell you, friends, those seven years were, if like when I think back about it, like those seven years feel like it was significant, like the time feels longer than these eight years afterwards. Like these last eight years feel like in a way they've kind of like flown by. But those seven years of abnormal pap smears, they went by like molasses. The fear, the, the self-judgment, the self-criticism around having, quote, something wrong in my pelvis, you know, needing to go through the rigmarole, rigmarole of pap smears and colposcopies and and then enduring, you know, I endured medical bullying and shaming in the medical offices. And then eventually, you know, not eventually, but like continuing to stand up for myself and needing to have this like conversation over and over again about why I didn't want treatment and why I didn't want the HPV vaccine and you know, it's it's a slog. It, it was a slog. It was a trial. Even in the final three years of the seven years of abnormal paps uh, and, and really devoting my time and effort and money and energy to the healing of my cervix, you know, it took me three years from the time I decided I was going to heal on my own. Um, like, that, that that block of time feels significantly more dense than these last eight years. But within these eight years, post-abnormal paps, 
I, I don't even like reversal, like abnormal pap healing. The depth of what I have undergone in the realization of the potency of cervix within the female body beyond just healing, you know, the physical organ itself has led to such a deep expansion within my life and within my body that I honestly, at this eight-year mark, feel reborn into a new woman. And with this like reversal of time, it's not even reversal. I, I can't explain it. It's like, you know, you are on one journey for so long. And then when you're like in the healing, in the healed part of your life longer than you were on that journey, it's just like, okay, like I'm back to square one in a way, but in a, in the future, I hope you can understand maybe where I'm getting at. This is kind of ineffable. Um, but with this realization and the, the depth of expansion that I feel from having deeply connected to my pelvis, to my cervix, to my womb, to my female body over the last eight, nine, 11 years, I now know with certainty that this was actually required of me in order to actually mature into a woman. And the journey that cervix has taken me on over these last 11 years, you know, the first three years being the, the physical healing and, and the, re, the reestablishment of connection and kind of like popping the cork of what was within my deep pelvis, what was held within there, and then like healing the physical organ. But then from the physical organ healing came all the years, I would say like six years of very deep and intense energetic healing of relating to my deep pelvis regarding codependency and my relationship with my mother, my relationship with sex and sexuality, uh, sensuality, my relationship with the earth and the cyclical nature of my body and the um, imperfection of my body, you know, with cellulite or pimples and dimples and you know, asymmetry of different parts of my body. Like cervix guided me in the healing of my relationship to that. I now, I now see that, and I, I've said this before, maybe not on the podcast, but I've said this to friends. I've said this to pe- women in my workshops that the abnormal pap smears, the seven years that, I underwent having that diagnosis as dense and as difficult of a time that was, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. It was in a way a blessing in disguise because because it led me, it forced me to make a choice. Like, I, I was at a, a, a fork in the road of my life, 
and I could either choose, you know, one path of continued disconnection and continued numbing and continued dissociation and continued substance abuse and continued malnourishment and continued obfuscation from the very, you know, hard things to look at within my life and my relational dynamics and my family system. Like I could have continued that way. And, and many people do because I mean, it, it maybe doesn't sound like it, but that's kind of the easier path is just to continue in the way that you have been living and and not choosing the other direction, the other path, that that fork in the road, that choice point that I made 11 years ago was taking me towards, which has ended me up here in this moment in time, 11 years later, eight years after my first normal pap smear uh, since the age of 19, where now I feel wholeness and integration within my body and within my life that has brought about a sense of peace. That's the word that I can use to describe it. Peace. Peace within my life that I honestly don't believe I would feel had I not chosen the bumpy hard road of the cervical healing journey. I was interviewed for a podcast last week and I was sharing about how cervix, when we choose to say yes to cervix, the depths of our pelvis, the place within our body that is the bridge, the barrier, the portal, the in-between of our inner world of like the, you know, the inside of the womb of our internal viscera of our internal pelvis and the outer world, which the vaginal canal is just like a collapsed tube, right? It's not like an internal part of the body. Obviously it's like inside of the body, but it's not an internal part like you can open up the vaginal canal and air can go in and things can go in but you're not like inside of the body cavity cervix the face of the cervix in particular which is where cervical dysplasia manifests which is where we get that pesky hpv diagnosis from swabbing face of the cervix when we say yes to connecting with this place which I liken to be the deepest part of our womb, invites us and I don't want to use the word force because it's not force. It's more like (laughs) demands if we like decide to have this relationship with our deep pelvis, demands that we face our reality the truth of our life and how we have been living in it and all the aspects of our life that we have not been willing to look at. And so that is why, you know, the beginning of the cervical healing journey is very much looking at our physical 
well-being like how are we taking care of ourselves are we nourished are we mineralized are we rested are we exercised or moved like do we move our body um are we (laughs) needing to detox from alcohol or cigarettes or uh, other substances um are we needing to support our immune system are we depleted are we living in a chemically toxic environment you know that's the beginning part and you're facing the truth of our physical reality and and how we're taking care of our body and how our body like our where our body is in its physical environment and how is our physical environment impacting our body like that's the first part it's like facing that first level of our existence like basic physical existence and for many women just addressing that can lead to the clearing of the pap smears but what i encourage and what cervical wellness as a body of work invites us into and what i speak about in relation to the cervical healing journey is going deeper in the facing of our reality so that we never, ever, ever have to worry about abnormal pap smears again, ever. And as I'm sitting here now with my eighth consecutive year, I have full trust and faith in the knowing of my body's ability and strength on all levels to like keep those abnormal paps at bay from here on out but what these next levels require of us of looking at the mental emotional relational spiritual and ancestral aspects of our life that's where the true rubber meets the road. And this is where I would actually say most of my cervical healing journey has focused on. And most of my cervical healing journey has been after the healing of the pap smears, if I'm honest. Six years after those initial paps, those initial clear pap, I continued to work with my cervix. I continued to do meditations. I continued to touch my cervix. I continued to gaze at my cervix with a speculum and a mirror. I continued to stand up for my cervix in gynecological appointments or in intercourse with my partner or now my husband. I continued to explore the many facets of what was held within my pelvis by doing, um, you know, ancestral remembrance work and talking to my mother and talking to my grandmother and talking to the women of my family about their experiences of like researching the pelvic histories of the women that I come from that have influenced my own pelvic history. I have done what I call timeline loop completions, which is going back to the places in physical reality where I had where I had the pelvic trauma and holding ceremony and ritual for myself in order to 
integrate that story that cervix had been holding on to into my nervous system and into my body in a way that uh, no just like breath work or journaling could do. Like I went back to the places of pain, friends. I went back to the exact locations where when you like see the place or your body feels that location, you have that deep somatic memory come up. And I did the work within myself to integrate that. And, I st- and I've shared about cervix. I've talked about cervix. I have, I, I've spent hundreds of hours, even after my paps became clear, being with my deep pelvis in many different capacities. And I believe that that is one of the reasons why I have now moved beyond the story of abnormal pap smears. I have had a length of time in my life, in my adult life, of clear pap smears longer than I had abnormal pap smears. And this is coupled with a continued lifestyle, physical lifestyle of being acutely aware of all the things I mentioned before about how I take care of my body. I'm not quite as militant about it. You know, like if I want pizza, I'm going to eat pizza. And if I need water and I am out in the world, like I will drink the tap water if I need to. It's not my preference. But, you know, before I was kind of militant about things, but I've, I've relaxed a little bit. And I think that's actually been really important. <clears throat> but what I am realizing in, in this time of reflection is because there has been, I have spent so much time working and being, I don't want to say working with, it's like, I'm not, I work just I wish we had different language friends like doing the work like I just it's more like being in relationship with there we go I've spent so much time being in relationship with my deep pelvis like doing de-armoring just even holding my my womb or holding my vulva or doing like vulva massage checking her out in the mirror being in relationship I'm at a place now where I would say like the last two years, even more so the last year, that it is just a part of who I am now. It's integrated. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to try to, to quote, do the work or try to be in relationship. And I now see how... Like, I'm not see, all of this is so ineffable. I'm really trying to put it all into words. I have this felt sense that this is how it's supposed to be. Like, if we lived in a society where us as young girls, even pre-menarchy, into menarchy, are taught to be in loving relationship with our deep pelvis, with our cervix, with our womb, with our cycles, with our female body as a whole, 
loving ourselves and, and treating ourselves as the, you know, beautiful, unique beings that we are that are rather delicate, like our hormones are rather delicate, like our cervix is rather delicate in terms of uh, penetration and, you know, our ovaries and womb are rather delicate in terms of pushing too hard in our life or overworking or overexerting ourselves. Um, if we had, if we had been taught this, then we would have grown up like into our teenage years and into our adulthood having like not having to think about it. It, it would have just been who we are. And it's taking me 11 freaking years <laughs> to finally get to this place. It's like, okay, um, finally, I'm here. And I'm now 35. So what? Like, okay, started when I was 24. What if I had been doing it for 11 years at 24? You know, what if I started at tw- at 13 or even 12? And so this is where my mind is. It's like, wow, there was so much work that had to be done and so much that had to be learned and integrated and processed in my body to finally get to this place where I'm 35 years old and I finally feel at peace with my female body. There's a little bit of anger around how much time I feel like I have lost in my life not feeling at peace, not feeling just inherent joy in being in my body. And this is all that came up when I got that letter saying that I had a clear pap smear and I realized it had been eight years of a clear pap smear. So I'm sitting here and... I'm feeling the peace within my body, just like peace in relationship. Like I'm thicker than I have been in probably my whole adult life because I'm actually nourished and I'm actually rested and I'm not, you know, running on cortisol. I'm not over-exercising. I'm like loving my curves and loving my womb and my cervix and my cycles and rhythms and you know, and then I, I look online or in the media coming back from the sabbatical and I can see how many women don't feel the peace that I'm feeling right now. And there's nothing more that I want for the women of the world to feel peace with their bodies to feel at peace with who they are, who they actually are right now, which is what cervix guides us to remember and reconnect to who we are. And I capitalize who we are. Not like who I am personality-wise, but just who we are inherently. If all of the falsities and pretenses and roles 
that we play and stories that we hold about ourselves, if those were all just eliminated and we were left with just this pure essence of who we are, that's what cervix guides us back to. And when we reconnect with that, we feel peace, at peace with ourselves, where we don't need to strive and try to be someone different or change ourselves. We can just love ourselves and love the version of ourselves that is intrinsically birthing through us moment by moment. Cervix is the birth canal, right? Cervix dilates and opens for physical birth to occur, but cervix also energetically dilates and opens to birth who we are, you know, from the depths of our uterus out into the world and friends if you don't have a uterus anymore it doesn't matter because energetically the template is still held within your dna and the blueprint of your existence and it took me 11 freaking years to finally get to a place where i'm like okay i i think i'm like i don't think i need to like work on it anymore it's happening and the relief i feel in every fiber of my being. I'm just like, holy crap. Okay, now I can actually live. I can actually start living now. (laughs) Um, Which is very humbling and emotional. And this is why I continue to hold the torch for cervical wellness. Because Honestly, friends, at the beginning of the sabbatical or when I decided to go on the sabbatical, like I would, I wasn't sure if, if I wanted to continue, not necessarily with cervical wellness, but just continue in the digital sphere. I was feeling very burnt out with online existence because there's a lot of energy in the online existence and, um, you know, I, I have boundaries and protocols around how to, um, you know, moderate myself with online existence. But sometimes, you know, things get leaky. But after this break, this space, and after then having this letter sent to me and having all of these thoughts and realizations, I'm like this is why I continue to hold the torch for cervical wellness, because I know with certainty I know for a fact that when women say yes to their cervix and choose that path of the cervical healing journey and they go through the layers of their life that cervix is asking them to face in the connection and relationship with their cervix because that's how you know what you need to face is through the relationship. It's like, you have a new friend and they're telling you like, hey, check this out. Like that's what cervix does just within your inner experience, your inner dialogue, your um, inner world. That as you continue to go through the layers and behoove, you know, follow through with what cervix is asking you to change or to address or to integrate and the timeline of these different things can be various from, oh, you can just do something quick to integrate or change that to, okay, this needs to be an entire lifestyle overhaul, like aka me and my relationship with cannabis, which 
I talk about um, a couple episodes ago, you know, my relationship with cannabis that was years in the making and cervix constantly telling me, no, face this, face why you are getting high all the time. You know, it was really hard, but through the relationship with cervix, continuing to face that and continuing to follow through with what cervix, aka my body, (laughs) was revealing to me in that relationship things start to even out and the density and the difficulty and the strong emotions and the internal pain that can start to well up from the years of disconnection, it all dissipates. It's like we can only, like if we choose that other path of continued disconnection, dissociation, numbing, It's like we're trying to avoid a storm within our body that will never clear up or dissipate unless we go through the eye of it. (laughs) And cervix is like, we're going through the middle, friends. We're going straight through and there's going to be lightning and hail and maybe monsoon rain and maybe even like landslides. We might get knocked off our, our feet. We might want to give up and just hide away somewhere. But if you follow through, if you continue forward, if you just keep going, because we have got this. Peace can be restored within our bodies, within our relationship to our body. And I now know that that is the ultimate goal for the cervical healing journey. Because I have been feeling into like this last year, which has been probably one of the like energetically slowest years of my life it's been intentional I haven't been trying to go out places much I've just really focused on my garden and that's when I started kitchen hearth heart heal and and doing cooking and just really home-based things I I now see that this is the integration of feeling at peace in who I am in my body and I credit wholeheartedly, whole bodily, my cervical healing journey to this feeling of peace. The cervix has brought so much into my life. So many um, beautiful moments, so many hard moments. But that is what the cervical healing journey is all about. So I just wanted to share these thoughts with you because they feel really poignant uh, for where I'm at right now, for where cervical wellness is at right now. And for any of you who are listening who are in the dredges of the cervical healing journey or who have decided to enter into the eye of the storm and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing here? Like, this is hard. This is dark. I'm being pelted. I feel unstable. Keep going. Find resources to help you, like resource yourself with people and loved ones. 
I don't think that the therapy should be missed because I went to therapy for two and a half years when I was in the dredges of my cervical healing journey regarding uh, my relationship with my mother and um, my family system and the women of my family. You know, hold circles for yourself. Uh, another suggestion that I have is to hold a story circle with your friends. That's something I did where, you know, just like called a group of girlfriends or even those guy friends too. And the whole point was just for them to listen to my story and what um, I needed to share. You know, find your tools, continue to rest, continue to nourish, continue to go outside into nature and to see yourself reflected in earth around you, ground. You've got this. I know it's not easy. I know I know very well it's not easy. I will never ever say it's easy, but you've got this. Many other people in your life that would be happy to hear you. And that's one of the main things that I suggest to all my clients is to share about what you're experiencing with your cervical healing journey or that you're even on a cervical healing journey with someone that you feel safe with in your life that we are not meant to keep this to ourselves we are not meant to do this alone and with that sort of support you will get through the eye of the storm and you will find that peace that peace with yourself And before you know it, you will be messaging me that one, that it's been, you know, the abnormal paps are clear, or two, that it's been longer that you've had clear pap than when you had abnormal pap smears. Or if you don't have abnormal pap smears, it doesn't matter because you can also continue on the cervical healing journey, doing that facing of your reality and being in deep relationship with your deep pelvis to reestablish that peace within your body and your life that I know so many of us are yearning for. So if you're interested in any of my resources, they are linked in the caption below. You can always send an email to info at cervicalwellness.com if um, you know you would like some guidance around what maybe is the best thing for you. (sighs) But just know, friends, that here I am, you know, just perhaps you in the future. (laughs) We're on the same, you know, we're on the same path. I'm just like a little ahead of it. I never ever think that I'm, I never approach this as being like, I am fully healed forever and ever. Like I'm always on the cervical healing journey. And that's what I've, really come to is that yes it's been eight years but and yes I feel the peace and yes I don't feel like I I need to quote work at it anymore but that doesn't mean I'm not going to continue to do it it's just an integrated part of who I am now but the journey continues on and I have a feeling that it is a lifetime journey But we'll see as, you know, the future unfolds. Alrighty, friends. That's what I have for you today. Thanks for listening. 
and wherever you are in the world, whatever time it is, I hope you're having a beautiful moment and I'm sending you so much love. I'm going to say it one more time for posterity. We've got this. Thank you so much for joining us today, friends. If you want more cervical wellness information and content, check out my website, cervicalwellness.com, or give us a follow over on Instagram at cervicalwellness. Please share this episode if it felt right and true for you. And until next time, friends, remember, we've got this.